We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Had a next question from Tom Connor said, would Riley Leonard have transferred if Mike Elko was still at Duke? I heard Duke, rumblings you know, before that even happened. So yeah. maybe I don't know hundred percent though, Tom, I lean towards possibly though, but I don't know that for hundred percent of a fact. Here, here's the thing that I would say, Ryan is we heard rumblings before, and this is why I don't know the answer. We heard rumblings before, but we also were already hearing rumblings about Elko moving on to right. bigger jobs so part of the equation yeah you know so he, he he's a smart kid he probably thinking yeah if we keep winning like this coach Elko's not going to be here anyway that's fair so but if mike elko would have walked into a middle of the year hey man i'm not going anywhere hope you're not either would he have stayed i have no idea we had nate with a question he said would david cutcliffe be an option as an offensive analyst recruited riley leonard to duke had a previous connection to Notre Dame with Charlie. I think he'd be a tremendous asset to our offensive staff. I mean, he would. Well, if Jared, Jared Parker <laughs> also worked for him for two years at Duke yep. in 17 and 18. Uh, yeah. Would, would he be an asset to you as an analyst? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. No yes. question. No, Just like, having any, him around the quarterbacks at yes. least. Like, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he, he'd be, he, he could help. He could help Gino Gadouli improve as a coach, which all of us, when we're in our 30s and 40s, can get better as coaches and learning from the, the guys that have proven it over a period of time. And, and so that's not a knock on Gino. I, that's not a statement in any way of Gino Gadouli, good or bad. It just means any coach at his, at his stage of his career can get better by learning from the greats. And I do think David Cutcliffe is, 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 was an outstanding offensive mind and quarterbacks coach for a long time, a yeah. long time. And it's not just Peyton and Eli. He's had other really good quarterbacks in his career, including Daniel Jones, who he turned into a first round draft pick at Duke. So, yeah. yeah, and I loved that quarterback you had. What was his name? Was it Lewis? Remember that year they won like ten games and played Johnny Manziel in the um in, in, the, in those? Was, yes, yes, that's that who it was. Yeah. I really liked that offense with him at quarterback too, which shows yeah, me that I David Cutcliffe can win with different types of quarterbacks, not just dropbacks like Peyton and Eli. He won with some mobile quarterbacks at Duke. Yep, he did. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We had a question from Irish Blood. It says, Brian, as you are discussing previous quarterbacks versus Riley, can you briefly talk about how Steve Angeli is on the scale between Sam Hartman versus Riley Leonard might help explain Riley's advantages. Well, and the question was about just pure talent, I believe. Correct. Uh, Steve Angeli to me is kind of right in the middle, maybe leaning a little bit more towards Hartman, Hartman than yeah. Riley Leonard. Steve does some nice things. He's, he throws a nice ball. He's a decent athlete. He just doesn't do anything great. And I don't think he ever becomes anything great. He doesn't have great ball placement, although it looked to be better this year. It just, and I hope he proves me wrong, Ryan. I really do. He seems like a great kid and I love the swagger he plays with, but I just don't see anything special in Steve where, like I said before, when I watch Steve throw in pregame, he just looks like a, 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 you know, just what I expect to see a scholarship player throwing the ball at Notre Dame look like. When I watch Kenny throw the ball, you're like, that thing just comes out different. And just looks different. Everything about it's different, and um, that's that's the difference to me. And then, of course, he's a decent athlete, but he's not going to be a guy that's going to go out there and, and really scare teams with his legs, in my opinion. Yeah. So, you agree with that, Ryan? Kind of yeah, in the middle. Would, towards Sam. Again, we're talking yeah. pure physical tools. Obviously, Sam's a way better quarterback now because he's a six-year senior. Uh, sure. We're just talking physical tools. Coleman Smith, is it fair to say Riley Leonard is what you hoped Tyler Buckner could have been? based on Tyler's junior film? Um, I mean, they're they're a little different to me. Like, I think that Riley Leonard can go through an entire game and not get one designed run and rip you up. I think if you're calling an offense with Tyler Buckner and you're not, you don't have designed runs in there, you're not maximizing his ability. I think Tyler was ever going to be a pure drop-back quarterback. I think Riley Leonard can develop into a pure drop-back quarterback. And what I mean by that is he's always going to scramble and use his legs, but – He's a guy that's just you're in a you're in a passing drop back pro style offense and he can rip you up. Tyler Buckner never goes into an offense like that and is maximized. And that's why the Bama fit never made sense. Yeah. In, in a lot of different ways, right? And and so no, I I I don't I I've said this before. I think if you're gonna say a a former Notre if a if a former Notre Dame quarterback would have been what we hoped he would be, that's Riley Leonard. It's it's more Phil Dracovic, Deshaun Kaiserish, those type of guys than 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 Tyler. Tyler was more of a dynamic run throw guy. To me, Riley Leonard's a quarterback that can run. To me, is a little bit different. Okay, you know what I mean. Like you don't have to yeah. run him for him to be dynamic. Like, sure. If Tyler Buckner doesn't use his legs in the in the Gator Bowl last year, the offense isn't as good. 
It's fair. Like that's what I mean. Yeah, makes sense. We had a super chat from Michael S. Thank you so much. How do Riley Leonard's skills compare to Ian Book? I mean, so he's four inches taller than Ian. He's a more powerful athlete than Ian. I think Ian, I think speed wise, they're probably similar ish. I think Ian ran like four, five, eight or something like that. Right. Four, five, nine. Like he, he was a pretty, he was a pretty fast kid. And I think that, but also I think that their arms are similar ish. I mean, the, the thing about Ian was that like Ian didn't lack tools, right? Like Ian could run and Ian had a pretty strong arm. Ian just lacked the wherewithal to take chances sometimes he was a little bit risk risk adverse at times right right? so i think talent i think just from a pure talent perspective though riley's a bigger stronger version who has a little bit more arm just kind of arm gifts from a slot perspective and throwing off platform a little bit but probably just pure arm strength and just straight line speed they're probably similar ish to a degree i mean yeah the the biggest difference to me is just here the ability to process things quickly. I never thought Ian could process things quickly. That was always yeah. that, and I think that led to some of his unwillingness. The other thing too, this is more of a stylistic difference, right? Because of the body type, you were never going to be using Ian Book on a lot of called runs. Notre Dame they'd do yeah. you know, occasional third and one outside zone. They'd run the occasional quarterback power. But Ian Book at what two hundred five, two ten in college is not a guy you're going to be running a a run game around him. A lot of his running came from scrambles and making plays with his legs when things broke down, and that's something that Ian certainly brought to the table. Where Riley can be more of a true part of your run game if you want it to be that way, and that that's another that, that's not so much a stylistic difference as much as it's a usage difference because of the first thing you talked about, Ryan, which is the difference in body, right. All right, here we go. Oh, we already asked to answer that one. Sorry. Logan Trailer, what is the likelihood of either Steve Angeli or Kenny Minchie transferring? I don't know that either of them are going to transfer. I I, I mean, I, I don't want to project and say that this guy's going to leave or not. I don't know what kind of competitors they are. I don't know what kind of support system they have. I hope that they all stay in battle, knowing that this is a one-year guy, learn, develop, and, and, and play. What's going to be interesting, Ryan, is if, what happens if Steve Angeli comes out in the bowl game and plays really, really well? Right. Does the high the school coach and the family start getting some calls from some schools that maybe missed out on guys they wanted in the portal? Right. I can see that because, you know, he's a he's another name kid. He's going to have three years of eligibility left. Yep. He will have a little bit of experience. You know, you know, he's a swagger kid and a confident kid and a no moments too big kind of kid if he plays one in the bowl game. I could see some some first year coach looking to start his program over. Like I could see the coach at Syracuse. I don't know what they have, but let's just say they needed a quarterback. I could see Fran Brown getting on the phone with the coaches of Bergen Catholic, going, "Hey man, you think there's any chance this kid would want to come play for us? It's possible. You know, like we're trying to get back into Jersey. We I'd love to have a kid like that can come be here for three years. So right. if he plays well in the bowl game, he could make himself more attractive, which would enhance maybe his potential of leaving. But I, I don't want to assume yeah. that either. Like, we're, there's just this assumption amongst some fans that all oh, these kids are going to leave. Well, most of these kids are more competitive than we are, which is right. why they don't all leave. And, and, and there's a ton of kids in the train. But could you imagine what the portal would look like, Ryan, if these kids were as mentally soft and as fragile and unwilling to compete as we think, as we project them to be, based on right. how we just assume every kid is not playing is going to transfer? There'd be... 10 times as many kids in the portal as what there is now. Yeah. Well, I think for these two situations, it's a little bit interesting because Kenny's only going to be a Richard freshman next year. Right. So it's like, 
he's still a young dude, man. Like he's still super young. And I, I have to think that, I don't know. I could be wrong about that, but I have to think that there's a little bit of patience that's in there, right. As far as being the guy, but I could be wrong about that. Obviously the Steve Angeli one's really interesting because he'll be obviously a, a third year player. So he's in like that weird gray area of like, yeah, I want to go and play if I'm not the starter, but also I'm close to my Notre Dame degree more than likely. Right. So like, do I sit, you know, do I figure this thing out before I end up transferring? So I, it's going to be interesting to watch, but I, I, I'm not immediately like, oh my God, they're all going to transfer, right? Like I'm not that dude at all. So I think that these situations are very different as well. So I, it, it's a wait and see situation for me. TJS says if Riley Leonard entered the portal last year, would Notre Dame still target him? And would the season have went different? I, Brian, immediately I would say I, no way of knowing this, right? But also probably not as far as the one mm -hmm. that they would target. I just don't know if, I don't know if Tommy Reese would have loved his style yeah. as much as maybe Jared Parker would love his style. You know what I mean? So I just think that, I think that Sam was Tommy's guy, you know, like I think that he fit what Tommy wanted to do as a team. And I don't know if Riley Leonard would have necessarily been his cup of tea, but, but he's also doing really well with Jalen Milrow this year for, mm -hmm. you know, at least a little bit down the stretch. So maybe I'm wrong about that, but I'm not necessarily sure that Riley would have been the first option on the board for him. I think you nailed it, Ryan. I was going to say this, this was going to be my answer. And I think you nailed it. If Tommy Reese was the one making the decision, I don't think so. I think you would have probably still gone with, with, with Tyler or excuse me with Sam if Jared Parker was the one making that decision, like let's say Tom Reese would have left right after the USC game, Jared Parker gets promoted immediately. I think then I think he would have been the, the guy they went after. I do just because of what we believe Jared Parker wants to do offensively, but that yeah. didn't happen until February. So by then the decision had been made. So I, sure. I don't think anything would have changed if he would have been in the Now, if you were to ask us our opinion, I'll tell you mine, or I can tell you his, if it came down to last year at this time, and Sam Hartman versus Riley Leonard. I mean, we've I've been pretty. That <laughs> Riley Leonard would be his guy, as I was yeah. as well. I mean, if 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 Riley Leonard was on the board of 2022, just based upon that, I know that people will say like, well, technically, technically, Sam Hartman was more productive than Riley Leonard as a passer. In which I would say, give me Riley Leonard all day over Sam Hartman. That would be my. So I, I got a little gung ho with the. The hands there, Ryan. Smack the mess out of my it, camera or my microphone. Um, I would have definitely taken Riley Leonard over Sam Hartman a, a year ago. Yes. Same. I would have. <laughs> and and that's that's based on things you and I have said in the past, not just yep. things we're saying now. All right. We had Frank G with a question. He says, Does the receiver room need more transfers for next year, even with the freshman class that is it? If so, who are some guys to know about? So, Frank, we already mentioned. Guys to know about, I would, one, go look at Riley Leonard's follow list on either Instagram or Twitter. Or two, you can go to borsetirishbreakdown.com. We'll be able to throw names out there when we feel like it is a good time to throw it out there. But Notre Dame is still open to taking in a third transfer portal wide receiver. It is not going to be a guy just to fill a number to fill a number. But if there is a guy out there that they like, that makes sense, and it brings something to the table that they maybe don't have or that they want more of, we do believe that Notre Dame will push for a third wide receiver. But as for names, we'll drop them when we can on the message board, or you can go to Riley Leonard's follow list, and I'm sure that will help you out a little bit. My my answer to this, Ryan, as far as need, no, they don't need to go to the 
portal for another receiver. It's not a need. It's a want. I'm comfortable with now that you've added two, I'm comfortable where the room is right now. It'd be pretty good with the freshman coming in. But at the same time, as I as we said before, Notre Dame is Notre Dame has a they are they are pushing to make this the best roster they can for next year. They they want to make a run. They flat out want to make a run. And because it's such a loaded portal class, it makes sense to do so. Yeah. Yep. A lot of good wide receivers, man. A whole lot of yeah. them. So Ryan, real quick, do you have yep. do you how many starred questions are showing are on your end? 17. Okay. I'm only seeing one. Okay. So, so you're gonna have to <laughs> yeah, you're gonna fine. have to do that. If sure. you'd like for me to re- I can read them and we can kind of flip roles if oh, you'd like. Okay. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. Um, so we had a super chat from Nathan Milton. Nathan, thank you so much as always. How bad on a scale of one to ten did it get in the wide receiver room? One to ten, with one being the worst, I would say three. It could have been worse. There could have been a literal physical altercation that could have made it worse. I would say ten would be the worst yeah. on this scale. Okay, ten the worst. Like then, I'll go, then I'll go yeah. eight. Okay, then I'll go eight. Okay. Uh, it could have been worse. There could have been, like I said, physical altercations. I mean, there there are certainly things that could have happened worse than what happened this year. But yeah, it got really bad. It was an eight. It was an eight, and it was a lot of different things led to that. So yes, mm-hmm. eight. All right. All right. We have a. Question from Quinn Kibler says, what's the backstory on this? Riley Leonard's name has been connected to Notre Dame since we played them. It seems we went through a lot of the backstory of Quinn. Yeah. We went through all of that. At the well, he, of the in show. fairness, he asked this before. I think we started the show. Gotcha. But yes. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the backstory is it was Notre Dame's guy from the beginning, right? The minute that it became a possibility that he was going to answer the portal. That was a guy that they had their eyes set on. I know that there was obviously some, some, a, relationship between Sam and Riley that was already pre-existing. But I think Quinn, where did it come from? I think that because I know this for a fact is that the defensive staff was consulted about like, Hey, Riley Leonard's entering the portal. Riley Leonard is going to, or isn't the portal. What did you think about him? Right. Right. Like what, what, how hard was he to stop? And the defensive staff raved about him. Right. So that was obviously a big part of this as well is that you saw the kid in person and he's a kid that comes from a great academic institution, values religion, values academics, wants to play big time football. I, I think it just made a lot of sense from the backstory perspective. We had Ken Pluto. One thing that endeared Hartman to the fans and teams was his total buy in and leadership on the field, in the weight room, and other off field activities. Agree. I mean, that's well said, Ken. I mean, he had well said. That's a that, and that we talked about that last spring, Ryan. That was the thing where we thought, okay, this kid is really bought in because the big thing we heard from people was he just showed up and he's just one of the guys. Now it's huge, and Riley Leonard's going to have to be that way as well, Ryan. You know him a lot better than I do, but he strikes yeah. me as the kind of kid that that's exactly what he's going to be. Yes. He's not going to walk in thinking I'm big time, I'm this, I'm that, I'm you know. No. It's I, I, I want to come I, here and compete and win and do all the things that it's not like Sam wanted to do. I, I literally had him on the podcast from an NFL draft perspective in the summer. And at that point, he's coming off of an all ACC season preseason hype as far as potentially being a first round draft pick and a lot of positive feedback in that regard. And just like talking to a guy, man, like just it wasn't like a big time. Like there's, I've had some interviews in the past with NFL draft prospects where I'm just like, that guy thinks he's better than me. And, uh, and there was just no good conversation that was going to come out of it. 
never got those vibes. Never once got those mm-hmm. vibes. And I've checked with him it just for some honesty here, Ken. I've checked in with Riley. I checked in with him after he got hurt against Notre Dame. I checked in with him early in the season, and I have been kind of texting him every few weeks to see like how he's doing type of situation. And he always returns the the call, right? He always returns the text. So seems like a very good guy to me. I don't think that that's going to be an issue for him. There was a second part to that, Brian, that I missed. But Ken Pluto expanded on that. He said, can we expect the same level of leadership from Riley? Are they similar in personality that everyone is drawn to? Hard to be a captain in a one-year team member. Yeah, and I don't care if he's a captain or not. I didn't. I mean, Jack Cohn wasn't a captain. Didn't didn't bother me at all. Sam was, but Sam was in a unique situation where Sam was walking into a relatively young roster around him. So it was different circumstances. But um, I mean, again, I think Ryan, you kind of answered that. He has a lot. He has those. He has that personality. You know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. I, I agree with Lloyd. I'm sorry. I I agree with Lloyd Christmas. I think he chose Notre Dame because he likes Ryan. I agree. I think Irish breakdown gets the assist. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just happy Kidding he returns the text message, Lloyd. But thank you yeah. so much for that. Yeah. Here is another one from T Smith zero three two three. Do you think Mike Elko told Riley Leonard about his time at Notre Dame? I don't. I don't know that those conversations happened. Uh, perhaps I don't know that it would have been overly f- helpful for Mike Elko and Riley Leonard to have that conversation because everything about Notre Dame then is different now, different head coach, different offensive coaches. I mean, there's, there's literally no one on staff at Notre Dame right now. That was at Notre Dame in 2017. I'm, I'm thinking through it. Cause Tommy Reese was the last one, right? Head coach was not quarterbacks. I mean, I'm no one on defense. Makins got there more like 2020, 2020. Yeah. I mean, so, so it's just, it's different. It's just different. And he, he might have told him about Notre Dame, I'm sure, but uh, if they had that conversation. But I, I don't know if that would have been an overly helpful um, conversation. Yep. Agreed. And, uh, yeah, but an interesting question for sure. This episode of the Irish Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's the holiday season, which means it's a time for giving. Giving to our community is important. There's always joy in giving to our friends and family. We also need to ensure that we are properly focused on giving to ourselves and making sure we're taking steps to give ourselves the tools we need to get through the tough times. The holidays are a perfect time for that. It's important to learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. There are ways to make sure you have the tools to be the best version of yourself. And that's not something that's only for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com, H-E-L-P.com slash Irish. Frank G with the question. He says, does the receiver room need more trans? Oh, we already hit that one. Yeah. My bad, Frank. Yeah, I wasn't able to delete some of the ones we had asked when I gotcha. uh, beat up my microphone. Arrow 520 says, do you think communication through the helmets pre-snap will increase offensive efficiency in the college game, especially with young quarterbacks? Potentially, sure. 
could, yeah. I, I, I would say you you have to understand though with young quarterbacks, who's giving the signal to the other players, right? I mean, there's still going to be some of that. Um, but Ryan, like you talked about, I think it was you said Sean McVay did this. Is that who you said? It's like he basically was just yeah. You hurry up, went right up to the cutoff. Tell him where to throw the ball, right? He went right up to the cutoff and was like, "Hey, Jared, throw here on this play." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that you can do that quite as much in college just because the preparation, but certainly yeah. it's um, it's uh, it should help efficiency. Will, will it just skyrocket it? I, I don't know because I think it, and you could also make the standpoint of it can also help defensive coaches because they can get calls in, you know, made a little bit quicker too. I mean, so sure. it may balance it out, but yeah, we'll see. We had a question from Dropping Dimes. It says, do you know if Notre Dame is or will participate in the new EA college football game? They better. We don't have an answer to that, but I'd be shocked if Notre Dame doesn't do that. I'd be very shocked. Yeah. Well, I mean, from both sides as well, right? It's like EA's missing up, missing an opportunity there from a money perspective, and Notre Dame would be as well, right? Where it's like mm-hmm. that would not be a... Uh, it would not be beneficial be, for either it'd side. It'd be very bad for the brand of for for yep. Notre Dame. Like yep. it would hurt Notre Dame a lot more than it would hurt EA Sports in that instance, in my opinion. You, you were correct, Ryan. It is going to hurt both. But I'm going to tell you yep. right now, I'll be pissed if Notre Dame's not in there. I'm still buying it. Still oh, buying sure. it. Sure, it hurts Notre Dame a lot more than it hurts EA Sports if they do that. Just for the uh, what, what was the road road to what, what was the career mode in there? I can't remember what it's called. Dang, I can't remember what the it's called. Dynasty mode. Um, well, not no, not the dynasty mode. The career mode with the, where you for, for the you try to win the Heisman Trophy, the Hall of Fame, or something of, like that. Yeah, something, something like that. that. Yeah. yeah, I can't You're remember. Adam Joseph says, "How confident are you that Riley Leonard can go into Texas A and M Week One with a new offense against Mike Elko, who have the advantage of scheming against a quarterback he knows well?" I would argue that it'll be more beneficial for Riley Leonard knowing Mike Elko's defense than it would be for Mike Elko knowing Riley Leonard because Riley Leonard will be playing in a completely different offense with completely different players that's going to be different than what Mike Elko schemed against this past season we played Notre Dame. Where Riley, Mike Elko's defense is now what it's always been. You know, it's the same thing. And that's part of what makes him so good, to be honest with you. Uh, so I think if anything, if you're, it's a, it's, if it, if anything, it's advantage Riley Leonard, but I don't think it's really an advantage for either one, a, a ton, I think so either. you know, a ton, I think so either. Yeah. uh, but here's look, Riley Leonard gives you the best chance to go in and win that football game. And with, you know, I, I, I look, A&M's going to have a good football team next year, but if Marcus Freeman doesn't have his team more prepared to beat Texas A&M. And Mike Elko, well, Mike Elko's there. Yeah, it's his first game there. Mike Elko's a heck of a coach. It's his first game there. This is going to yeah. be beginning of year three for Marcus Freeman. So, I mean, is it going to be tough to go beat AM and AM? Sure. I mean, that's a tough place sure. to play. Bama struggled to beat AM this year, and I think AM is going to be better coached next I'll year than feel, they were this year. I'll feel good but, loud, man. Loud. Yeah. But no, I mean, should that be a game that Notre Dame goes in and wins that game? Yes. And here's why I think I'm, I'm more confident because, again, you don't have to always be perfect throwing the football. AM's losing a lot of talent from their defense because of the poor and the NFL draft. Then they just have a, a D, another D lineman. Didn't another D lineman just declare for the NFL draft, Ryan? They've lost two of their five stars to the portal, and I think another kid just so, announced the draft. So they – oh, did Shamar Turner enter the draft? That would be I, the guy probably. I thought so. Would. Yeah, I, mean, I saw a defensive have. guy I, declare yesterday. It was yesterday. I, I know. 
I know Fidel Diggs entered the portal. Obviously, Walter Nolan entered the portal. I think Overton yeah. also entered the portal on the defensive line. So, yeah, they've lost a lot of talent up front. Yeah. A whole lot. Yep. So, uh, yes, Notre Dame should should go in there and, and win that game. There's no question. Uh, will oh, it be uh, I, I, th- I, th- I think you're talking about McKinley Jackson probably, right? The he offensive lineman, the right? Defensive lineman. Defensive, defensive tackle. lineman. Okay. McKinley Jackson. Yeah, That's right. He's the guy that entered the draft. Yeah. They lost another yeah. defensive lineman. I didn't, I didn't know if you were talking about Shamar Turner because he would be another guy that might enter, but yeah. Yeah, yeah so they're, they're going to lose some dudes. And, um, you know, look, Mike Elko is going to do well there, I think. But yeah. I'm sorry. you. I should. We should not expect – them to lose and i mean if, if they lose that game to texas a&m uh, i'm gonna be frustrated yeah i'm just i'll just Agreed. say that i'll just say yeah. that yeah because it should be a little bit of a transition for elko yes. as far as just from the roster more than yes. anything but yep all right so we already answered that question i believe and someone said it's road to, Gl- road to glory is what it's called right. that is 100 percent correct Eric Santini said, what would Notre Dame's record have been this year? We already answered this one a little bit. Yeah. If they have had Riley Leonard instead of injury-free, in injury-free, hypothetically. Eric, I said this already. I think it's at least 10-2. and two. I'm not necessarily here to say they would beat Louisville, they beat Clemson if Riley was playing, but I 100% believe that they would beat Ohio State. So I would say that 10-2 and two would be the, the floor for what Notre Dame would have been this season with Riley. Just based upon his legs in that Ohio State game. We had another one. Terry Tyler just said, is Jack Kaiser coming back next year? I don't know. He hasn't just, I mean, not every kid that's 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 um not coming back is sitting out the bowl game. I would I would I mean, if you were to ask if I'm gonna predict right now, I'd predict that one of the linebackers comes back. We've said that all along. It's not gonna be Marist. I it's not gonna be JD. The only yeah, option so to be Mike Jack. Jack. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, and I'm okay with that. Jack had a good year this year, Ryan. It's just as long as it's not the volume percentage that it was this year with him and the younger guys. Yeah. As long as they don't just plug him in at will and play him the same percentage of the snaps that that Maris like played this year. Or 85% yeah, I'm fine or whatever with that. it is. I'm fine yeah. with that. It needs to be more of a true split. In my opinion, yeah. but look, Jack Kaiser's a veteran kid. He could be a good leader for your football team next year. There's no, there's no reason not to bring him back if he's bought in. As long as you're honest with him about what his role is going to be, and he embraces that role, then I don't see any, any, any uh, problem. My fear, however, is with Al Golden that he makes a decision to start him and play him a bunch, or even worse, that he starts him at Mike. Yep, and um, that would be a big mistake. And I said, why do I fear that? Because that's exactly what he did against Central Michigan when J.D. Bertrand got got hurt. Sure, sure. That's my fear. Yeah, I mean, if Jack is okay with being a little bit more of a part-time split-share guy and then also still playing special teams like he does, because Jack Hodge is a good special teams player, I'd be totally okay with Very, that from a yeah. leadership perspective. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. We had Jason Chaprick who says, one thing I think many are overlooking is how much the running threat of Riley Leonard will open things up for Jadarian Price, Jeremiah Love, like, much like Buckner did for the running backs in 2022. Yeah, we, we talked we talked about that during it, and that's absolutely a big part of of what he's going to do. And that's, what, that's the part where Ryan and I were talking about how he ele- he's an elevator, right? And, and that's exactly a big part of it. No question. Good observation, Jason. That's yeah, he will definitely open things up. There's no doubt. Andrew, oh, I just clicked off one. Dang it. 
Andrew Gilmore had a question though, Brian. I'm not going to be able to bring it up because I actually clicked it off and I don't know where it is in this chat. But he had basically asked, "What is Ohio State's plan at quarterback now? Are they yeah, going with Devin Brown? Are they going to bring in a transfer transfer quarterback? Are they going to um, potentially look at like there's obviously a lot of uncertainty that's in the air right now for Ohio State." So Ryan, I know you have, I believe you have a little bit of something yeah. you've heard about that. And then I've heard yeah. a couple things as well. So I'll let you, uh, let you start. Yeah. So I think uh, I feel what show it was, but I had talked a little bit about the Cameron Ward situation for Ohio state. Cause that's been a guy that's been linked to him a lot. There's already some, there's already some early crystal balls and some future casts or whatever the heck they call them in, in the certain sites about Cameron Ward ending up in Ohio state. But the early conversation I had gotten was, the pitch was not necessarily received at a high level from the camera ward side of things from the family side. And, and basically at that point it was, you know, he was looking at some other schools or he was still mulling over potentially declaring for the 2024 NFL draft. So both things were kind of on the table. I was told actually yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday early in the morning that I guess Ohio state is kind of made a more assertive effort here a little bit. So there's a little <laughs> bit more smoke. That's about, one way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. They've made, they've made a little bit more of a uh, hard push. They've, they've upped their effort. Yeah. Right. Oh, they've, they've upped their effort for Cameron Ward. So there's a little bit more, I think fire to that initial smoke. I do think that they are, they, yeah. it's a more plausible opportunity. I think to get Cameron Ward than it was a, about a week or week or so ago. So I think that Ohio State is in the running for Cameron Ward as of today. It's going to be really interesting, though, because, again, he's a player that is not just mulling over transfer options. He's still also getting NFL feedback and continuing that yeah. process as well. But I think that right now, I would say that Ohio State's clearest answer is Cameron Ward in the portal. After that, if they miss on Cameron Ward, I have no idea because you have to bring in a transfer portal guy. guys. Okay, so that's, that's, where, that's where I have a little bit of something on this yeah. one, Ryan. There are some guys that if Ohio State doesn't get the portal quarterback they want, there will be some players that may then enter the portal after bowl season that would be go get jumping in to go to Ohio State if that opportunity is there. So to your point, if they don't get Cameron Ward, they're in trouble as far as For who's now. currently in the portal. Yeah. But that doesn't mean there aren't some guys currently not in the portal that might not look at that situation and say – Okay, Ohio State's looking for a quarterback. My circumstances have just changed, and and they're desperate, and maybe they can uh, offer some more incentives, <laughs> up even more, up their reasons even more to go yes. to Ohio State. So yes, yes, it's a good um, way to put I'm it. Strange USC's quarterback portal. Like I heard Will Howard. Well, Howard was the early name that people kept talking. Yeah, and about, I haven't yeah. heard anything since then. I mean, is there well, a chance they're going to go with? Go ahead. Apparently Lincoln Riley, when the road opened up, I guess he went out to see Will Howard, right? Like he didn't travel to mm -hmm. see him, but yeah, I mean, I otherwise thought, yeah. I haven't heard anything else. I haven't heard anything. So I wonder if it's like yeah. Howard or bus, like it was with Leonard and Notre Dame. I, and I don't, that I fit doesn't make a ton of sense to me, no, uh, but yeah, that, that'll be interesting either. So either a, he's just focused on going to the NFL himself or B it's more of like a, Hey, we've got, we've got Malachi Nelson. We've got, you know, Miller Moss and, we got kids that we think can run this offense. It'll be interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yep. We only had a couple more left here. We're going to football hound next. Was a question of Brian and Ryan after the bowl game, will you be doing a grading of the coaching staff? 
I, I don't, I mean, I don't really do that. We just, we'll, we'll grade how the positions did. And that's part of it's the coaching staff, but I don't, I don't hand out grades for the coach. I don't hand out grades for anything anymore. We don't do grades for players or anything like that. Um, so it's a little bit different, but yeah, we'll, 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 we'll evaluate the performance of the coaches after the season. Yes. Yep. I saw someone say that Dante Moore is going to Ohio State. I saw some of that rumor earlier, but I will say this, guys: if Cameron Ward goes to Ohio State, Dante Moore is not going to Ohio State. So, well, and the other yeah. thing too is I don't I don't know that Dante Moore's dad would ever allow that. I mean, who? Knows? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, a good point. I didn't even think about it from that capacity. Yeah. yeah, who knows? I just love that the latest rumor is that he might go back to Oregon, and I'm like, oh, I, I someone someone put out a fake uh, fake tweet about it. I think which was pretty yeah. hilarious. So it was like a fake graphic and everything. <laughs> So no, was, this, was, this was an article that somebody that that covers recruiting talked about how uh-huh. it's an option. It's it's not the leading option, but it's an option. And yeah. I'm just kind of laughing because I was like, dude, that's that's what you should have done in the first place. Uh, you know, it just could you imagine him with a year under Bo Nix and just rolling in as a Richard freshman? He would have been. This is why he said, him. "Stop listening to your freaking dad. Take control of your own life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go where you want to go." But that is what it is. Oh, he would have learned. He would have. He oh, he'd be stepping into this situation right now and feeling really good about himself. Yeah, he'd be starting for two years and then he'd be mm-hmm. in the NFL. It would have been a good situation. Wait, Reza just threw in a super chat here. Thank you, Reza, so much. If there is one thing you could know more now, know a wait. If know now about twenty twenty four, what what would that would tell you? Notre that Dame would, would compete you. for national championship. What would it be? What would it be? I mean, I, I will if, get very specific, Ryan. I know exactly yeah. what mine is, and I'll bet you twenty bucks you're gonna. Well, I'm gonna t- bet you twenty bucks you'll agree with me because then you'll just disagree with me just to get to twenty bucks. So I think you're gonna. If you could tell me that the offensive line is gonna be really good next year, that's I'll say Notre Dame's gonna compete for championship. Offensively, that's my number one. If the Notre Dame offensive line is good next year, they're gonna be a really dangerous team because then they'll have a top ten offense, in my opinion defensively it 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 would be this if the young talent that we that is as good as we think it is they will be a team to compete for a championship next year those are my two brian yeah what are your thoughts i mean i think all of them are on offense which is kind of funny um i have three things that i want to see on offense one the certainties offensive line play would be definitely be one of them they would be high on the list can um i would say health of riley leonard would be the second one being able to have him for the entire season at a fully healthy capacity and number three would just be to expand your passing game approach from a diversity perspective and aggressiveness perspective those would be the three that i think would signify a big because i I just think the baseline for the defense even if al golden leaves or whatever like the baseline for the defense i think is still going to be a good defense you know what i mean the offense is the one that i still want to see more from all right we had robert bishop who had a question of will notre dame's young and inexperienced offensive line be better next year than riley leonard had at duke this year could it be it's got more god-given talent duke had a pretty good offensive line this year ryan it got a little banged up at times too but before it did i mean i think graham barton missed the notre dame game for example that's a yep. very good offensive. I mean, not great talent outside of – I think you've said Barton's probably a day two guy, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. late day one, day two guy. Yeah. Uh, the rest of them are just veteran guys that have played a ton of snaps. It's just They were just – they weren't a great unit. I mean, they weren't great individual parts outside of Barton. They were just a really good unit this year, yep. in my opinion. Uh, there's going to be a lot more talent in the Notre Dame offensive line. Will it be as good of a unit? I don't know. Yeah. 
Well, I think offensive line play is so predicated on experience and development that it's, I mean, it's going to be tough because like you said, I mean, Graham Barton was a Richard junior and Jacob Monk was a Richard senior and actually a six year senior, I believe. And those are just a little, that was a very veteran group. I mean, even you brought over the Jake Hornerbrook kid from Stanford, who was like a fourth or fifth year guy. So you have an experience there. Notre Dame's could definitely be better. But, I mean, baseline, obviously, the experience, I think, kind of just gives you a higher floor in that certain situation. Right. We had this one from Conrad. If Xavier Watts stays, does Notre Dame still target a transfer safety? Saw Jane Osbury's brother, Austin, jumped into the portal. Thanks for all the hard work, IB. Right. I don't know how much Austin played this year. I'm going to go look real quick at Auburn. I liked him coming out of high school. I thought he was yeah. a good player. I don't know how – again, I don't know how much experience he has there. I'm trying to go there now, see their roster. Did he do anything this year? It looks like he played three games and had one tackle. Uh, okay. Played four games and had one tackle last year. So I don't I don't know how he's developed at Auburn. I don't know if he got hurt. I don't know anything like that. But what I know is I did like him out of high school. The, the thing is, I don't know that Austin comes in and is what Notre Dame needs right now. Because what they need right now is a, a guy that can come in and play for you right now. Sure. Uh, so that that's more of, of where I would be for that. But if they wanted to look at him and and you thought that that would also kind of help keep Jaden here, it's worth it to me. You have the scholarship. It's good football. But at the very least, Austin Osbury is going to be a special teams, a good special teams player for you down the road, at the very least, in my yep. opinion, Ryan. Uh, does he ever be – is he ever a starting safety? I don't know. Could he come in and play in 2024 as a, as a rotation safety? I, I don't know the answer to that. I, I don't. But do I think he's a, a kid, he's a good football player or good potential? I liked him out of high school. He was a he was a four star top 200, 250 caliber kid for me coming out of high school. So I'd take a look at him for sure, especially if you like yeah. I said, if you think it means that there's a chance that it, it helps keep uh you know help helps keep Jaden here certainly. And and he looks like he played the first three games of the year, then didn't play again until Ole Miss, and then. Um, got hurt again so or didn't play any after that so i don't know if it was injury related or what but he did play 31 snaps on special teams this past season yeah yeah i i didn't watch austin coming out of high school obviously but notre dame obviously definitely from just a number perspective need to continue to look at some safeties in the portal there's there's actually some pretty good safeties in the portal too man i was looking at that like yesterday or this morning and i'm like there's some guys they have interest in so we'll see we had Conrad who also asked, looks like Notre Dame only has 11 games scheduled for next year. Any idea who they will schedule? As They're going to play Army as the yep. 12th game, and it's not a secret anymore. Uh, it's It's been out there now. But, yeah, they'll play. I don't know when. There's been rumors it'll be week zero, rumors it'll be later in the year. I don't know when that'll be, but they'll, they're going to be playing Army in week zero. It's it's the uh, the Sun Bowl guy kind of let the cat out of the bag, right? Or and someone had reported it before then, but then he kind of mm-hmm. verified that. That's yeah, Tim Priester had mentioned that they were going to play Army, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't think that's something that if you find out, you shouldn't tell people. Yeah, but um, um, so he had that a while ago, about a month or so ago, and then the Sun Bowl guy kind of yes. said that it was going to be Yankee. I mean, we kind of knew it. it was going to be Yankee Stadium and all that, but um, yeah, yeah. All right, and then we had – this is the last one unless a couple more pop up here, but we had a question from Irish Gordy Knott who says, what position does Dallas Golden project to best? Well, Notre Dame's recruiting Dallas Golden as a corner, Irish Gordy yeah. Knott. He could play safety. He could probably even play rover as his body develops. Like, he's a really – He could play running back. Player. He could play wide receiver. 
he is this year's, he's, a, he's a yeah. great offensive player. Great offensive this, player. He's this year's Xavier Watts in that he could legitimately be a dude at multiple positions, including playing on both sides of the ball. Like, I don't know if he's as good of an offensive receiver as Xavier was, but I mean, as far as like a slot, a guy that can do stuff, I mean, Dallas Golden's a dude. Um, Notre Dame likes him as as a corner. I I do as well. Can he play safety? Absolutely. And he played safety. I believe he played mostly safety for prep this year, Berkeley prep this year. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, Just like Cree Thomas did. And I believe Benjamin Morrison played a decent amount of safety his senior year as well, just because team needs. I love yeah. him. At it, also, I, I, I remember I was talking to the uh, the head coach for Brophy Prep, and he was like, "Yeah, we're playing Creed safety because we don't want people to just avoid him, like one side of the field. We want him to be evol- involved right. everywhere. You know what I mean? Like we don't right. want to, people to just avoid him that type of way." So, right? Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, he he's let, my let, number one. Yeah. I'll just say it. He's my number one corner in the class that Notre Dame's on right now. He's my top guy. I, I just I think he could be a dude. He could be. A I dude. Could be a dude. All right, that's and I think that'll, answer, that'll do it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just want to answer this one real quick. TJS just said, "Is Notre Dame interested in safety Andrew Kuba?" I, I have, I don't know if they have any interest, TJ, but I have heard from a pretty good source that that is probably going to be a Texas Oklahoma thing at yeah. the end of the day. And he's so a I Texas kid, right? He's yes. from Texas, I believe. Yeah, Texas kid, and then obviously Venables is down in Oklahoma now, so that's the tie yep. there as well. So, yep. All right, well. Folks, that's going to end the show today. I want to thank everybody again. Riley Leonard, officially a member of the Notre Dame football family. Thank you so much for joining the show to break that down early on and then also hitting the mailbag at the end. We'll be having a lot more transfer portal news. So if you're not signed up at boards.irishbreakdown.com, you should make sure to go sign up at boards.irishbreakdown.com. Also, if you're just a regular listener, a regular subscriber or listener, make sure that you hit that like button at the bottom of the screen. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And that notification bell tells you when every show is coming up to remind you all of that as well. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, you can also give us a five-star review. That would be very much appreciated. And we'll be back again to see you all very soon here on the Irish Breakdown Podcast.